Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're here every single Tuesday live on TalkSport to myself and the great Gareth A. Davis. If you can't join us live, remember to subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel. So much other great content there as well, such as Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and even the Mike Tyson story, The Boy from Brownsville. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon. If you love your boxing and you love your MMA, this is the show for you. Fight Night Extra with myself, Andy Oladipo, and Gareth A. Davis will be discussing all the latest from the world of combat sports. Gareth A. Davis, by the way, is back. He's actually in the studio with us as well. On the agenda today, we're looking back on a strange weekend of boxing involving Evander Holyfield, Donald Trump, and David Hay. We'll also look at the heavyweight landscape with Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk's fight on the horizon, as well as the trilogy showdown between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. And we have not one, but two very special guests joining us today as well. Chris Eubank, Chris Eubank Jr. and Maxi Hughes, the current IBO lightweight champion. Look, don't go anywhere. This is Final Extra on TalkSport 2. We need to see the original Anthony Joshua. thing for Anthony Joshua is he can't come out reckless in the first five or six rounds but he's got to start quick without being reckless. Just wait till you hear the roar of these fans at the final belt for Maxi Hughes. Jab on the turn, raises a hand up, strap off, launches the left hand and he's all done. And a famous victory for Maxi Hughes, Sean O'Hagan engineered the game plan to perfection. Sure you are some fighter and you know what else? You are a great Patriot, and we appreciate it. Congratulations. Congratulations. You know, Vitor, your stock was very high, but your stock is even higher tonight because you beat somebody who is, I don't know, I think probably one of the greatest of all time. There's no question about it, Evander. And we love Evander, and I know Evander. I've always wanted that fight, and I've seen him go from strength to strength. He's got better and better, and his reputation's got up there. He's the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. So many people believe he's number one. But I'm, I'm looking for the biggest fight out there, and you don't get any bigger than the six foot nine um, undefeated Tyson Fury. Let's get into this. Uh, Gareth Davis is in studio. I feel like that's almost like a... Do we have like one of those round of applause 
clapper things. Are you going to try and find one, Jez? I thought you were going to put the Great Escape music on or, um, you know, Evander Holyfield's walk-in or oh, God, Stir It Up. That. Yeah, or... Stir It Up. It's an interesting one. Yeah. I like Bob Marley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice walk-in sound that would be, wouldn't it? That would be. Nice and relaxed. It's good to Lennox see you, though, It's good to see you in person. See you too. I mean, Zoom and you've been on these tropical, tropical locations was good, but face-to-face -face <laughs> is actually even better. Happy yeah, we've in. got to feel the love and feel the energy today because there is so much to talk about Dude. in the fight world at the moment, isn't there? So much. We're I mean, in transition. Where should we start? I don't know where to start. Should we start with Triller? Yeah, go on. Go, go on, let's do it. That, let's do that, Triller, that yeah. nonsense and Vito Belfort and Evander Holyfield, 58 years of age. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said my piece on it. What's your, what's your overall take on the whole thing? Should we start with just the main event first? Because the rest, I mean, Anderson Silva, Tito, and David A. fighting his friend. But the one that really irked me was seeing Evander Holyfield, who we know shouldn't be in the ring. Do you know what? Fighting. The funny thing is, I finished here at 1 a.m. on Saturday night yeah. with, with Adam Catterall doing mm. um, fight night. And I drove home and I had a little coffee and got some petrol on the way home. Yeah. And by the time I got home, it was like quarter past two, half past two. So the card was already on. Yeah. David Hay had already fought Fournier. Mm. And I thought, now nah, I'm going to buy it and watch it. Really? And I watched it all live and um, saddened, disappointed, mm. felt it shouldn't be sanctioned. Yeah. Um, but it was particularly the Holyfield fight yeah. because... Yeah. It was like a legalised slaughter. Agreed. And I'm so glad the fight was stopped so quickly. Mm. He didn't have any bearings. I completely agreed with Donald Trump's analysis Assessment. where he said straight away, there's not Holyfield. Yeah. That's, I know Evander, <laughs> and that ain't Evander. <laughs> there's no more Evander. Yeah. And Evander Holyfield mm. left it all in the ring, mm. but it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Addy, I can remember being with him 13 years ago in Germany mm. when he was fighting Nikolai Valuyev for the world title. Yeah. 2008, he was 45 then. And it was kind of, yeah, okay, he's similar in physique to a George Foreman who won a world title at 46. There's something extraordinary about Evander. He's a stud. Yeah. You, whenever you he run still into him, now, by the he's way. still a stud at physically. Yeah, it's incredible. He, he is, physically. but it's an illusion. Yeah. And... Even then, I had a beautiful sit-down with him in 2008. I said, why are you still fighting? He said, because I've got 11 kids. There's a lot of alimony to pay, and the last one's about to go to college. That's Doesn't crazy. need to be doing it anymore. Sad that. Sad that he called out Mike Tyson afterwards. I yeah. really don't think any commission in the world should sanction that man to get in, in a ring because he could get desperately hurt. But they will, won't they? They will, won't they? I mean, let's be honest. Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield... <laughs> We know what they'll do. They'll sell it as a trilogy fight. Remember the ear bite? They'll sell everything you possibly can, and they'll say it shouldn't. You know, it was it, the fight shouldn't have been stopped against Vitor Belfort. They'll sanction it. That's just how boxing. I is. don't it's disagree world, with world you. West. I think it will, and I think, and I think we're going through a period at the moment where it's because because digital media has taken over because everybody's locked down, and everyone's doing things from home, and it's accelerated during the pandemic lockdown. Mm. Um, I think it's. I think that the horses are bolted a little bit. Yeah, and it'd be nice to trap them back into the field, yes. do a bit of corralling. Um, I know we're going to talk a bit of Usyk, Anthony Joshua and probably a bit of Tyson Fury, Jonte Wilder today. Hopefully in the next month, mm. the big fights can mm. just bring us back a little bit because I'm starting to fade in my memory where the big fights are this year Crazy. because all I've got Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Mayweather with, with uh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul beating up Tyron Woodley, talk of uh, Tommy Fury now fighting Jake Paul, um, Jake Paul and Conor McGregor fighting. Yeah. Uh, Anderson and at the Silver weekend, fighting someone. Well, even also on that card, Anderson Silva against Tito Ortiz. 
a wrestler who can't box in T2OTs who shot to pieces. He looked very hurt as well when he was knocked yeah. down by Anderson Silva. And Anderson hit him with his right hand, not his left hand, I mm. think. And he's left-handed. Yeah, you're right. It was a right hook. Yeah. Um, and so... David Hay nursed his friend through eight rounds. Couldn't believe that. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean you know, you don't, you don't knock it. over a guy that's going to pay you, do you? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like, all right, that was an exhibition. Mm. Um, then, well, he called out Tyson Fury after. And, uh, yeah, and then he called out Tyson Fury. Well, that's just ludicrous. Mm. Eight years too late, mate. Yeah. Eight years too you late. Yes, be relevant. He mm. was doing it. David's very clever at yeah. doing headlines. He did it against Audley Harrison years ago. He's going to beat him worse than so-and-so in the L.A. riots, if you remember yeah, all the deliberate that. headlines, mm. all that kind of thing. Um, Hay knows what he's doing, and, you know, we saw it against Tony Bellew in those two fights. You know, mm. his body's fallen to pieces. He wants to stay relevant. Um, Derek Chisora's gone with Anthony Joshua. They're not together anymore, so he needs a, he needs a platform, if you like. Yeah. You mentioned um, we can start talking about real fights, and we do have a big uh, real one coming up in a few days' time, right? Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Usyk. 65,000 will be at their Tottenham's wonderful new stadium. Um, finally, we've got something to look forward to, and it's, it's a run of, fingers crossed, potentially good fights as well, because you've got that one. Then you've got Deontay Wilder for Tyson Fury, the trilogy, and then potentially as well, you're going to have uh, Terence Crawford versus Sean Porter. So we've got some good stuff to look forward to, which should dilute the mess that's happening right now in boxing. Yeah, I mean, I, th I don't even think what I think is happening, and, and I think it's a good thing in some ways. Like, the, the biggest thing to come out of Triller at the weekend mm. is they're not really boxing promoters. They're, they're, they're entertainment. I mean, the press releases afterwards were just an outrage. They were disgraced, saying, on a fantastic night of sports entertainment, give me a flaming, nearly swore, break. Mm. Uh, it's annoying. And I think you're right. I think the big fights will come along now. I, I do think the the appetite for those kind of events is going to diminish. Yeah. Because, do you really? Oh, I do. Really, I yeah. do because it, it will play out. I think it's a fad. Mm. I mean, there's always been freak shows mm. in, in boxing. Have I told you the story about Arthur Craven, the, the nephew of Oscar Wilde? No. I, I've told this story on air before where you go back to the 1920s and the first African-American heavyweight champion in the world, Jack Johnson, was on tour mm. in Europe doing exhibition bouts. Mm. And a guy called Arthur Craven, who was, the, who, was a, who was an intellectual and a Dadaist, a part of the Dada movement, the intellectual movement, um, fancied himself as a bit of a fighter. He was Oscar Wilde's nephew. So he went along to the French... It was the French light heavyweight championship, yeah? Mm -hmm. But he was the only guy to turn up, so he's bestowed the championship, yeah? Yeah. So he's now the French light heavyweight <laughs> yeah. champion, right? Yeah. Jack Johnson's on tour. They're oh, looking God. for someone for him to fight. Oh, they didn't. And he's doing a fight in Spain in a brand-new bull ring in Madrid. Mm. Brand-new spanking bull ring that takes 6,000 people. Arthur Craven never boxed in his life, mm. you know, apart from, you know, his own shadow on the wall and, and the French championship, which he won by default. Says he'll fight Jack Johnson in this bull ring. 6,000 punters pay. Well, of course, once he sees Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson stands upright and starts Massive pushing out man. his jab. And But he was the first great mm. defensive hitter, not be hit boxer with a beautiful jab and all of that kind of stuff and footwork. Um, 
He gets touched, Craven. So every time he's touched, he goes down like an embryo, curls up on the ground, or he's running around the ring away from Jack Johnson. Well, there's a riot because mm. people are unhappy about this. So they've all and the police were called. They had to quell the riots, and people tried to lynch yeah. Craven. And so that, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, seven foot ten as he was, was going to fight Muhammad Ali in the seventies. Yeah, remember that one? The basketball player. Mm -hmm. um, you know, twelve inch reach advantage over Muhammad Ali, and you know they even had pictures together. I think. There's always been the Victorian fairground circus element Seems freak more show. more than ever now, though, doesn't oh, it? Like, without any question about it. Way more, yeah. Um, I, I, I've got to say that um, what the Paul brothers are showing a lot of boxers, and Lawrence Acoli has acknowledged this recently, is these people are being noticed for a reason. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's inherent upon lots of boxes. I've got a lot of energy today now, I mean. It's good. Bring it. It's what happens when you're in a <laughs> studio. <laughs> yeah. the, the, there's, the, there's, it's inherent on a lot of boxes. Mm. When they're on a dais, when they're on a platform, dress up as Batman. We've it. seen it before. Yeah, we've seen Tyson Fury do it as well, right? And, and his Gets cousin is Robin, yeah. or, or the Joker yeah. or whatever, <laughs> and have a yeah. scrap. Just do it. Be be out there. Be mm. Talk about things. Be open. Say you've got gambling addictions. Say you're broken inside. You know, say that you're, you, you fight because you hate yourself. Project yourself. Yeah. Be, be Show us some of your personality, exactly. which they hide behind yeah. a lot. They let the it, promoters do the talking for them, which I hate. Well, Jake Paul's even saying, look, I'm just sending boxing up. I'm just, I'm being a mm. D-I-C-K. Yeah. I'm being a troll. And it's He's working. saying it. It's and working. it's working. It's working indeed. Um, we are going to hear from Chris Eubank Jr. Um, a bit later. The enigma that is Chris Eubank Jr., uh, a fighter that I um, I love and I also like, in some ways, come on, like, come on, Chris, get in the ring with someone. Show me what you can do. I scream sometimes. I do. He's coming know. in in a minute. Is he coming in? No, no, he's oh, not. No, he... <laughs> I, look, I, I, I was I, I missed his press conference up uh, in the Aldwych to get in here actually, yeah. but that, I got him on here and we'll I'll I'll see him later. But I, I I completely agree with you. This is the last fight in my view before the big ones. Yeah, it's got to be big ones. This, right? We spoke. It's yeah. got to be right. Yeah, we, we, heard, we had that. We've debate, heard the big yeah. names and it's got to be because look, yeah. roll the dice. You're 31. He, he can he can fight. He's got the DNA of his dad. Let, let, let's see what he can do. So look, we've got loads to discuss yeah. on the show. Uh, I can't wait for it. All right, you're listening to Find an Extra here on TalkSport 2 in partnership with DAZN. Remember, it's your boxing, your way, DAZN game changed. After the break, we'll be joined by Chris Eubank Jr. Please welcome the next gen, Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, Sven Elbeer, 18 and 1, solid fighter, uh, tough, a good guy to kind of start this this journey on with and um you know i've been out of the ring for a while i got covid really bad not too long ago so i'm you know i'm still kind of rubbing that off um this is a great this is a great opponent to get back into the ring with and then we're looking for a, a big big fight at the end of the year Myself, Andy Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis in studio with us. It's been a good one uh, so far. Loads to speak about as well on the show. Uh, our next guest, a very special one, and it's, look, we're lucky to be able to get the guest on, but this is a very, very special guest to have on, Chris Eubank Jr., who takes on Sven Albier in, what, a couple of weeks' time. Um, look, I'm going to be very brutally honest with you because I don't want to say because Chris Eubank's on now. I'm not going to say what I want to say. I've always said, like, I think Chris Eubank Jr., for me, someone asked me, this is years ago, and said, who's going to be that next star. And it was when Chris Eubank Jr. fought 
on, it might have been, either AJ was on the card or it was an AJ on the card. Chris fought Spike O'Sun. And I said, Chris Eubank Jr. is going to be, let me tell you, and I put money down. I'm telling you now, the biggest British boxing star we have because he speaks six well. six years ago. Six years ago. I said he speaks mm. well, looks well. Look, I know you don't want to carry your dad's name, but you've got your dad's name. Oh, he, he's got he's full of cool. He's full of cool. And have. tenacity. Yeah, End yeah. Off. And I've said yeah. he can go now. Like He's yeah. now ready at what, yeah. 31. Totally. Keeps himself in great shape. Best shape. Best shape. He's ready to go. No mileage. No mileage at all, no right? Mileage. No damage. I mean, yeah. what tough fight George Groves. He's come back well since then. I think Chris Hewitt Jr. right now, and I'm banging the desk, it's good to go. It's good to go. Is he, we... is he with us? Is he with us? Is he there? Oh, I'm there, here. He heard all of that. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Chris. How are you doing? <laughs> how are you? Good. Did you hear, all of, did you hear all of that, Chris? I was going to say anything bad. So <laughs> yeah. He was silent. He was waiting for no, something. No, he, he did all that before you came on air. No, he didn't at all. We were, <laughs> we were both waxing lyrical about you, Chris, before the show and and just saying that, you know, after that, that you know after Sven Elbier, who at the end of the day is 18 and 1 mm -hmm. and he's going to see you as a target and as his world title fight, that we just want you to have those big fights. Yeah. Well, we're we're on the brink, you know. This is a solid guy, eighteen and one. He knows what he's doing. Um, you know, my job is to get past him, and then December, a big name or a, or a world title fight. You know, one hundred percent. Obviously, I've had um, some issues after over the last few months. Mm. Is the right fight to take at this at this particular moment in my career? And then after that, it's all guns blazing. Chris, does it frustrate you? Like, we always talk from a fan's perspective, don't we? Like, oh, I want to see Chris in with that guy. And I'm like, well, Chris wants to be in with that guy as well. Like, I know you want a Golovkin fight. Billy Joe Saunders will, will get to that. You want that, the Canelo one. Does, does it frustrate you when you see the likes of Billy Joe Saunders and Callum Smith going to America, and especially Billy Joe Saunders in front of 70,000, look spectacular. Does that not frustrate you when you're at home watching that, thinking, I want to be there, I need to be there now? Well, listen, you know, I've had my fair share of big, big fights. Yeah. You know, haven't done that. Um, so does does it frustrate me? No. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not hating on any other man's mm. progression career. Um, it's just up to me now to to put myself in a position to where I am constantly in those big fights. And now that we're with Sky Sports Boxing, um, you know, the Salem Brothers, Wasserman, uh, that. That trio, it's a, it's a huge opportunity now for me to go and make these big fights and to 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 to, uh, to display everything we've been working on over the last year and a half with Roy Jones Jr. over in Pensacola, Florida. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited. So, so basically, what did you make of Holyfield at the weekend? Do you think Roy should get back in the gym because uh, in the in the ring because there's a lot of d discussion about that kind of thing, Roy Jones Jr. And what do you think now that you're on Sky? What do you think about raising the level of publicity what do you think about what the paul brothers have done because a lot of boxers are starting to see that the paul brothers have actually generated a lot of publicity and they won't be around forever they're a fad but it's bringing eyes to the sport what's your view on all of that the senior boxing and people going out of their way to to create publicity around events all right uh well we'll start with holyfield um you know it was a shame you know, you got a legend, an icon in the sport, and uh, he shouldn't have been in the ring. You know, it's it's one thing having Roy Jones and Mike Tyson getting in the ring and fighting each other, but you can't have a, a guy of that age fighting, you know, an athlete like... Uh, Peter Belfort, yeah. Peter Belfort, who mm. is 
who was who was an who was an active fighter, an active MMA fighter, and a good yeah. one at that. And a striker, a, and and principally a striker and a kickboxer as well. Yes, yeah. you can't come off of a twenty-year layoff and fight somebody like that. It's just not fair. Yeah. If he comes in there and does it with a Roy Jones or a Mike Tyson, then 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 it's okay. But not these active fighters. That was a very bad move, and it was a shame. And I hope I hope he doesn't do anything like that again because he is a legend and he is a hero of mine. And it was it was not great to see. He could have been seriously uh, damaged as well. Seriously damaged. Yeah, at that age, you, you can't be taking shots from from these younger guys. You know, mm. not that he's, he told young, young, but he's young compared to him. You can't do that. It's just, it's not, it's, it's just dangerous, you know? Mm. Um, on the other, the other question about the, the Paul brothers, um, you know, yeah, there, there's, there is now a, a new wave. There's a new direction that boxing is taking or, you know, a new path anyway. Not that the old school is, is not there anymore because it is and it always will be, but these YouTubers are coming along and, and, you know, they're getting in the ring, they're fighting. I think uh, KSI recently uh, signed with uh, the Wasserman, who I'm with, um, which is, you know, it's very interesting and who knows, maybe we'll be on the same bill one day, and, you know, how crazy does that sound? Who's the A-side though, Chris? As long as it brings more to the table, is what it is, well, isn't well, it? Well, that's what it is. It's, it's business, it's entertainment. You know, these guys are bringing in serious numbers that you just you just can't deny. You know, the following that they have, these guys they're getting people to tune in, and they're getting eyes on boxing that weren't on on boxing before. So, in that sense, it is. You know, it's not a bad thing, and I, you know, I, I, I respect it. And on top of this, they are fighting. Yeah. You know, you've got a lot of armchair critics who say, "Oh, it's not good for the sport," and I, you know, it's disgusting. And you know, they're getting in the ring and they're punching and having people punch at them in front of millions of people. That takes balls. That takes uh, heart and and courage, which 99% of the world's population do not have including the people that say that are saying that they shouldn't do it. Mm. Chris, um, so, sorry to interrupt you there, Chris. You know, you've, I, I feel like you've got a massive sort of fan base as well, right? You're, you're very popular on social media. You've, you've got a following, obviously not like the Paul brothers, not many people around the world have got it like that, but you've got it. We've seen you on um, Gogglebox as well. You've done some things there. Have you not... Are you thought... seen Gogglebox? Huh? What do you think about that? I actually thought it was fun. You I don't think together. you should be on things like that. You're lowering your standards, nah, nah, Chris. No, no, don't listen to him, Chris. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going with it. Chris, have you not I'm thought doing, of doing a YouTube channel? I'm doing channel? what you have to do these days, which is getting yeah, yourself exactly. into a new audience. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've got grandmas and little girls walking up to me. Oh, I see, I see you on... Uh, I saw you on Gogglebox. I love it. And these are the You're the that guy off God on Gogglebox. Yeah. Like, literally, like, they know nothing about my boxing. Oh, I, saw, I love you on Gogglebox. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm getting now. So, and they're, they're new fans now that will now yeah. come to my fights or, or tune in and watch me fight. So, it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Mm. It is a good mm. thing. Chris, have you thought of, like, starting up, like, a proper YouTube channel, like a kind of a sort of follow Chris Eubank Jr. around type thing? Because every time we see you, do things like that. I, I find it entertaining when we, you know, you see your big house and the nice McLarens and uh, we jo enjoy that. I like looking at the watches. Have you thought of kind of doing something like that permanently? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a busy guy and I am dedicated to the sport. So mm. it, it will be tough for me to have like a, a full dedicated YouTube channel like a lot of these YouTubers have. But, you know, I'm, I'm active on social media. You know, I, could I put more content out? Sure. And, you know, maybe I will over the next couple of years. We'll see. 
So, final question. Well, let's go back to the boxing because we could talk to you about you, you, um, all these he, things all day long. He's, he's got layers, this guy. He's got he layers. I've said it from the beginning anyway. Mm. Um, you know that, Chris. I've said it from the beginning, Chris. I've uh, that For me, you're nailed down as a star in boxing. Nailed, and you, by the way. Nailed down, agreed. Nailed down. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely nailed down. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Chris knows himself. He just needs to finesse, and, and Roy is brilliant with him and you know I think I've spoken to him about 10 times about his relationship with Roy now and it's it looks amazing um the boxing so you get this guy out of the way Sven Elbia mm. um do you are there talks already about the Golovkin fight or will you pursue Canelo at super middle or what's what's the strategy who's is there already a push to yeah, like what's to design the design mm. early next year or late in the year? Well, December is is, is a big name or a world title fight. Um, you know, there's, there's so many names out there. You know, Charlo Andrade, Liam Williams domestically is is a fight that a lot of people have been talking yep. about. Yes, sir. Um, you know, Saunders. Canelo, Golovkin. It's you know the list is. Just Look at those options. Look at those options. Okay. Um, you know so. You know, is there is there a guy at the top of the list? Um, sure. Yeah, I, I would say Golovkin is at the top of the list. But, you know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, and, and, and I don't need to. There are, there, are, there are great, great fights out there to be had. For me, personally, it's just about being active and giving the fans what they want to see. If they want to see a, a fight, that's what I want to give them. Golovkin uh, in the UK, Chris, would be amazing, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, would be, that would sell big. You know, he, he, he talks about him supposedly maybe fighting Murata, who I'm supposed to be um, mandatory to fight now. Mm. Um, but, you know, due to COVID and other situations, that fight may not happen. I don't know. So, you know, would he be, then be able to come over here? We'll see. Um, but as I said, uh, there's so many names out there, you know, and they're, they're all going to be able to, they're all going to be able to be made over the next six to 12 months. Yeah. So, uh, and on Sky Sports Boxing, which is, you know, just amazing. Chris, really appreciate you coming on, my man. Thank you very much. Good Speak luck you later. against Sven Alba. Remember that fight second of October should be a good one as well. As Gareth said, I mean, Sven Alba's only lost once and he'll come to fight. He really he's got will. a few knocked out a few as well. He's not he, he 13 can, or something. So he can he's... crack a bit. I mean, out of the, yeah, I think no it's 13 KOs yeah, out of those like 18. Yeah. All right, you listen to find extra here on Talk Sport 2. I told you, we've not just got one superstar guest. We've got another one up next. Maxi Hughes will join us as well. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just wait till you hear the roar of these fans at the final bell for Maxi Hughes. Jab on the turn, raises a hand up, strap on, launches the left hand, and he's all done. And a famous victory for Maxi Hughes. And the new IBO, the lightweight champion of the world, Maxi, Maximo Hughes. This is Final Extra, Adi Oladipo and Gareth A. Davis. Look, we just spoke to Chris Eubank Jr. It's not often we get two uh, very special guests in uh, one afternoon, but times have changed. We've gone up another level. We really have. And we've got Maxi Hughes now uh, joining us, the current IBO lightweight champion. I was there for what was an absolutely cracking evening at the Emerald Stadium in Headingley. Yes. And Maxi Hughes really did bring uh, the house down. He really did. He came out and look, let's just welcome Maxi in because I want to tell Maxi this. Like, I want to be honest. I interviewed Giovanni Straffon, Gareth, and I was like, oh, Maxi Hughes, this is going to be tough. Like, I, honestly, I, I interviewed him and he, was, he said to me, I said, how are you going to beat Maxi Hughes? And he was like, um, Maxi Hughes is the stone and I am the water. Yeah. And I'm literally just going to be... And I was like, oh, the, Bru- the old Bruce Lee. Yeah, and he I was like, like... water, yeah. And I was like, oh. Won it easily. Yeah, and then Maxi Hughes destroyed it. Yeah, and I was like, hello. Yeah. Maxi, welcome in. <laughs> now then, how are we? Yeah, not bad, brother. Are you on the building site or you're okay right now? Can we talk to you on the building site? Yeah, what I've had to do is I'm, I'm in the van. I've had to pull <laughs> off at Motway. I'm on my way home. <laughs> I was trying to get home so I could do it on my computer, but... I've had to pull off at Motway. There's been some traffic, so I've dived off at Motway. It's quite bad on the M6, through. isn't it? Uh, M1 I'm at. Well, oh, I've been on, on A1, and then I've moved across to M1, and that's just as bad. This is like a Rocky story. Like, first of all, <laughs> first of all, Maxie, I thought it was the Cinderella story, just because, look, I know you, there was talks about you potentially retiring after Sam Bowen, then you get the Jonah Carroll fight, then the Paul Highland, and now Giovanni Straffon, and then you're telling me you're still working on a building site. Yeah, I've been crushed, crushed back to reality yesterday when my first day back. And, <laughs> you know, pe- people don't believe me. And it, it, it sort of doesn't do my win any justice when I say I've won an IBO world title. And they say, oh, it can't be that big. You're still at work. Yeah. <laughs> You're still with the rest of us. Mm. Um, and, it, and I have to say, no, no, it, it, it were a big fight. It, honestly, I'm not making it up. Um, you know, for the, for the people that don't really follow it. But... Um, you know, amongst amongst uh, respectful uh, people in boxing, mm. they know what it means and they know the achievement, and uh, that's what you know. That's what counts. It's fascinating um, hearing you. Like you're on your way home from work. It's been a miserable day. You've been outside. Um, people would imagine that you know what was it? Uh, Ten, eight, eight, nine days ago mm. that you that you won. Um, that you'd have your feet up and you'd be heading somewhere to the warm for a two week holiday. Conor Ben's just gone on a private jet. I saw it. With his missus. Yeah, but I'm going to give yeah. it to him to his face. Different He's becoming a bit of a Billy Big Time, isn't he, Maximus? <laughs> yeah, Connor gets Connor got on a private jet to go back down to Essex, and I, <laughs> I get I get him I get him the van. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, you know what? Thing, the though, Matty? I, tra- I tried to leave the venue after five. It had <laughs> yeah. all finished. Everybody had gone home, and I wanted to cross over the pitch to get the quickest way to car park. And the security guard says, "Sorry, mate, if you've not if you've not got no ticket, you can't come across this way." Uh-huh. I says, "I've just fought." Yeah. Oh yeah, but it doesn't matter, mate. If you're not going to ticket, you can't come across. Oh, says, Jesus Christ, I just want to get to my yeah. car. Like, what, what do I need to do? I've just had a 12 round <laughs> war with this tough Mexican <laughs> that didn't want to go down yeah. in round, or was it four or five? You know, one thing though, yeah. Max, I remember coming to you in the change room after, I think uh, Coogan had interviewed you, and I said, look, you got to get paid now, Maxi. It's all well and good, right? You've had those fights against um, Paul Highland and Jonah Carroll. I said, okay, now use your belt to get leverage. Even if you have to go over to America and it's a risky one, you've got to get paid yeah. next in your next fight. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that um, I got laughed at last year. You know, people thought it were a joke when I called Devin Haney out when I won the WBC International. Mm. Um, well, that, you know, that's, that's now a serious proposal. Uh, I, I've heard an interview with Devin's dad, uh, Bill Haney, who was his mm. trainer and manager. And they, they watched the fight and they've given me credit for that win. And gave me credit for calling him out. And they've also said that it's a fact that they'd like the ABO title, something that they'd want in their collection. So, um, you know, it, it's no longer a, a joking matter. People are taking me seriously after that win. And and they should take you seriously as well. Was you um, mm-hmm. ringside for Josh's fight? Was you Had you, like, cleaned up and come out by then? Well, again, I, I, I just finished my drugs test. Um, but again, because I didn't have a ticket or a wristband, they, the security says, if you go out of this tunnel, you won't be able to come back in. So I watched it from the tunnel. Um, unbelievable. You know, where, where that, that tunnel was for the ring walk, I, I watched it uh, from there. Um, so I, I didn't have a clear, clear view, but, you know, I've, I've since watched it back. Since I've got the reason home. I asked that, Max, is because, look, I've maybe exaggerated a bit and I know Gareth's probably going to bring me back down to earth here, but I've been to a lot of boxing matches and when he came out, that was, that atmosphere there... Oh, it was ridiculous it? It, it was it was like there was a yeah. hundred thousand in there and i tried to explain to someone i was like i've been to a big aj fight but the thing with aj fights is that you, you know the wives and the kids turn up and it's all nice and it's lovely everyone's singing yeah. kumbaya with with, with leads <laughs> with the leads guys it literally is twenty thousand football fans can i add something to that as yeah. well they all have a drink and they all behave themselves as well yeah. then that that's what you, you you're safe walking back mm. and that, and i will add to that let me let me ask you maximus because i like to call you maximus because yeah. because i want to give you your full ring sobriquet um <laughs> how concerned were you uh last saturday night obviously there was the head button the eye eyelid cutting open you're very obviously very close to josh warrington and sean his father um because yeah. you work with them um how concerned were you with him taking the second mauricio lara fight uh, i wasn't concerned at all um spe- being down there in february fight week with with, with josh and, and seeing him after and and speaking to him after you know he explained what had gone on and you know it it, it was it was fully prepared physically josh is somebody that does not cut corners in his training. You know, every time he comes to the gym, it's 110%. Every time he will never cut a corner. I think it was just a slight lapse mentally, slight taking your eye off the ball, looking what possibly can be in the future, these uh, unification fights and going to the States. So it, it wasn't the 100% Josh Warrington we all well and know. So when, when he's... Uh, when he explained his reasoning, you know, well, he didn't really need to explain it to me. He, mm. he wanted his redemption. He wants to beat every man who he steps in the ring with. And and I can't fault him for that because 
it's you know it, it wasn't himself so Lara didn't beat the 100% Josh Warrington mm. Josh wanted to to go in there and say look you won't beat me when I'm 100% and and I'm gutted for Josh for the for the outcome of um last last Saturday night um that he couldn't get his redemption it's just it's just a really frustrating way to end it but, with- but no uh, Gareth no no concerns about him getting in because I I'd, obviously I'd trained all the way up uh, in camp with Josh and I saw how much it meant to it and and how much he were putting you know if it's possible for him to train even harder he were doing that and it was it was just on it hundred percent on it. If if in my view because the cut eyelid now and it might take a few months my view is get back in there because the featherweights we have at the moment knocking about with world titles. The kid, I know he's fought him already. Kid Galahad, um, Lee Wood. Um, I'm forgetting someone here. You can, you can potentially say Michael Conlon. From Michael Conlon yeah. as well, yeah. There's a great gathering of featherweights. Does he need to wait now um, for, for, to do this trilogy fight as it is? Shouldn't he just be cracking on now? I, th- I, I think so, yeah, because like you say, it was a horrendous cut, so... Lara's going to need a, a six, six to eight months yeah, out. There yeah, you go. there you go. So, so yeah. it can heal. So, you know, jo- Josh has not got a mark on him, and no. obviously, he's he's had to wait a long time to be able to get the rematch. And now, with what's gone off, he, he'll want to fight. He'll want to have his three fights in the year. And who knows? Maybe Navarrete, Gary Russell Jr. might look now and and think Josh has passed it, and they might say, "Oh yeah, well, we'll have that fight now." And that could create another opportunity for him and possibly to go to America. So, you know, if, if an opportunity comes, I, I think he should take it. I know I know he does, you know, he obviously wants to, to put that right with Lara, but, you know, I don't think he should hold out, you know, because the old Lara saga then could be over a year from February of this year to, to when Lara will be ready again. Maxi, let's take, it, let's take so. it back to you, Maxi. Yeah, you're, yeah, take you're it back to you. Let's, let's run back <laughs> to you. Lopez, Davis, um, There's Haney. There's so much out there, isn't there, for you. Garcia. What do you want next? I mean, you said Haney. <laughs> potentially, if that doesn't happen, I mean, are we looking at an all-British dust-up or are you wanting just to go over to America and, and have that kind of night in the sun over there, big arena, Madison Square Garden, maybe somewhere in Vegas? What do you want next? Yeah, I'd, I'd really love America, you know. As, as I've said in interviews, when I turned pro 11 years ago, I never had ambitions to be a world champion. You know, it, on, only after a year or so, uh, I gained some aspirations of becoming British champion. Mm. I've achieved that. And now I've, you know, I've gone on and won the IBO world title. So now my confidence is flying. And I want, you know, as well as these big nights, I want to reward myself financially and, yeah. and help make my life after boxing, a little easier. I'd, I'd, you know what? I've had enough of building sites. I don't, I just, I don't want to be on them for the rest of my life. I, I want to get some money to be able to invest or, you know, do something that I really, really enjoy. Um, so, yeah, the, the nights I want are over in the States. Um, and, and you deserve and, them as and well, big Maxie. money fights. Yeah. yeah, you deserve them. Quick one, just before I let you go. What was it, round four, round five, where you hit him with everything but the kitchen sink, everything? Yeah, How was your feeling five, where he yeah. stood there? I mean, it's testament to your gas tank, because I was like, Maxi might have blown a gas tank here, because you literally landed everything, but he didn't go down. No, and I'm, you know what, when I watched, I watched it back the other day, and I'm so mad with myself for that fifth round. Uh, caught him with the perfect overhand left, his legs had gone, and I think he were there ready to be taken out, but... Yeah. 
I rushed in. I got caught up in the moment with crowd. I heard all the roaring and I just got too giddy and threw about a free 400 punch combination and I kept smothering my own work. And now looking back, I'm saying, why didn't I just stand back, take my time, a few jabs, and, you know, I could have saved myself seven rounds. Yeah, but honestly, oh. Maxi, look, career best win. You've had some good wins, you really have. When everyone doubts you as well, every single time yeah. you rise to the occasion, and I think the doubting now stops. And, and good luck for whatever it is. Fingers crossed it is a big American fight. Fingers crossed you do get a nice payday. And fingers crossed that's it for the building site as well. Right, I mean, you've got yeah, that in your back pocket you. if you need to, but let's hope you can yeah. get home. Maxi, great for coming on. Really appreciate it. Get back on the M1, get home. Uh, thank you very, very much. All right, you're yes, listening. Thank you. Cheers, Maximus. Cheers. You're listening right. to Extra here on TalkSport 2 in partnership with DAZN. Remember, it's your box in your way. DAZN game change. Next, we look at the bizarre weekend, which saw Donald Trump commentate on Evander Holyfield's fight. I'd only come back for Tyson Fury. Okay. In my mind... I don't, want to sh- I don't want to show him what I've got. You know, I was able to win this fight without showing the haymaker. I don't want him to know what I've got left. I want to, I want to surprise him on the night. Well, if I had to pick somebody in the world, not only a professional boxer, because I'll take a pass on the professional boxers. That can be a very dangerous subject. But if you said, do I ha- if I had to box somebody? Anybody. I think probably my easiest fight would be Joe Biden, because uh, I think he'd go down very, very quickly. This is Final Extra, myself, Andy Oladipo and Gareth A. Davis. Look, Gareth, we've spoken about uh, the mess that was in the weekend, the Triller event, Donald Trump commentating, uh, David Hay versus his best friend, Joe Fournier. We still, um, Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz, which was probably, honestly, it was up there as bad as Vitor Belfort for me versus Evander Holyfield. But look, Holyfield's a story. We've heard Chris Eubank Jr. had his say on it as well, which I find interesting. Um, final word, um, will it happen again? It's probably likely to happen again, right? You can't guarantee, Eddie, that it's not, because the the thing is about these kind of events. As I get my neck tangled up in the uh, in the headphone cord and the microphone, and it, yeah, that was me yeah, nearly killing myself live on air. Yeah. Um, I felt like that on Saturday night, anyway. But mm. um, it you know it ca- it could happen again. Yeah. It shouldn't happen again. Mm. Um, David Hayes, you know, like if Tyson Fury had bit yeah. had bitten, mm. he would have taken it. It's going to be others, though, isn't it? Even if it's not Tyson Fury, I mean. The chances Mike of Tyson being, against Mike David Tyson, Hay. Antonio Tarva, I've been hearing. Shannon Briggs. Tony Bellew, which would do good. Nu- Tony Bellew. He's versus- just angry, though, isn't he? Oh, Tony Bellew. He's just always angry. angry. And He's if a- David Hay calls him out and they put a million on the table, he'll take it. I'm not trying to say he needs the money, but I think he would want to fight him and knock him out again. I think when you see. I think I read that Tommy Fury got 700,000 US dollars fighting Anthony Taylor on that. I don't on think it was real. Do you think? Yeah, that, the guy that trolls everyone and puts it out there. I think he did it last time. Yeah, he did it last time, and Tyson Fury retweeted it, and it was wrong. He does it all the time. Oh, it wasn't seven hundred thousand yeah. then, because no. that was a good night's work for him. That would have been a really against good against an MMA fighter yeah. who barely had a boxing match. Yeah, so. that would have been a really um, good night's work. The, the, you know, to 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 underline this and put a full stop on it, you mm. know, which we both have to do, um, and you know, it's the right thing to say yeah. is that it cannot go any further than this. Mm. I think we saw the limit on Saturday night, allowing mm. a 58-year-old man, and Chris Eubank Jr. agreed with us earlier, allowing a 58-year-old man to be beaten up mm. by a younger, fresher individual who's 16 years his, his junior, mm. who can who can punch. Yeah, I mean, Vito Belfort, like you said, is a striker. That's what he's been known for. Yeah. From very heavy left hand. Very, and, um, very, very heavy. A lot so. of people. And he's a vi- and, and, he, and he's vicious. 
when he saw Amanda Holyfield, he, 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 he wanted to hurt him. He did. That there was wanted, no like, there oh, was let me a take bit it of spite easy. to it all. That there was. Yeah, he smelled blood bum, 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 and was bum. like, oh, I'm yeah, going to hurt absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. 11 punches he's too many. Canelo, Logan Paul, Jake Paul. He's called it everyone Vitor as well. Yeah, he's, I know I Vito Vitor. well. He, he's mad, but he's <laughs> yeah. nice. And he's he very religious. It's funny, but yeah. But God How, goes out of the window and he fights. 110%. You know. Let's put a full stop on that. Let's talk <laughs> some serious boxing. Yep. Um, AJ uh, versus Alexander Usyk, September 25th. It's just closing. I mean, it's oh, 11 days away. 11 days away? Yeah. Yeah. 11, 11 days, days away yeah. Uh, until yeah. that fight. Um, but, but really, it's Monday because the workout's on Monday. and yeah. uh, So we're there. I mean, I'm writing previews already. You mm. know, we were looking ahead already. Mm. You know, the the, the, the I, I feel the excitement. I'm looking forward to getting up close with them now and sniffing them all week. Yeah, and just getting that the the ambience of the, the making your mind up. Like I might decide on Wednesday being around Yusuke enough. That's how it's it gonna works. Be, it is. That's how, how it it's works. Why we're there? It's yeah. why we go. You, you look at them. You yeah. Think, oh. Yeah. You know, like everyone's now saying AJ looks a bit small. I went to Sheffield and I saw him, and if that's small, then, <laughs> oh then I don't know what small is. He's still a man mountain, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I asked him about the weight. <laughs> And he was like, um, he's not really focused on the weight anymore. He says he does his training activities, and if the weight comes off, it comes off. He's got his food that he eats, and if it comes off, it comes off. Whereas yeah. before, I think he admitted he wanted to look good on the scales and look really bulky. Now I think he's really fully focused on the job. Yeah, and I think he needs to be fast. I mean, Usyk's a smaller, fast man with great mm. footwork. He's very elusive. Mm. He's, he's got massive amateur pedigree, 400-odd fights, <laughs> barely lost, used to being in with the big guys. We know he can handle the likes of Joe Joyce. Joshua has a little bit more finesse about him and speed, and, and he's an amazing finisher. And Usyk knows that if he gets trapped by Joshua, he's in trouble. And Joshua will be aggressive in this fight. He's going to be mm. aggressive with his footwork. He's not going to sit back like he did with Pulev and just sit back and jab. He's not going to do a jabbing match with Usyk. He's going to put him under pressure. Mm. That is the way he beats this guy, in my view. He just doesn't sit back and doesn't allow Usyk to get any kind of rhythm. We know? spoke about boxing being back, and with AJ comes 65,000 fans as well. Yes, it was a few thousand when he fought Kubat Pulev. 65,000 oh. will be there for this. I mean, and it's a stunning stadium as well. That's what we need. We need a big event and it's coming. It's 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 not the road to undisputed at the moment. Let's yeah. dub it something else, which mm. is the rescue act. Oh, I like the it. two heavyweight title fights coming that. up. Copyright that. that, that <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've forgotten what it's called already. Yeah. The rescue act. It's two, a fortnight of the rescue act. Mm. September 25th, then over to Vegas, October the 9th, for uh, Tyson Fury defend the WBC title against Deontay Wilder. Those two weeks could determine Usyk against Wilder for the undisputed. Oh, Joshua please. against Fury for the Undisputed or yes. any other ramification. Wouldn't, mind, wouldn't so, mind Joshua Wilder. I wouldn't mind wouldn't Joshua mind Wilder. Joshua That's Wilder. an exciting Could be worldwide. fight. It's, it's a bigger fight. Yusek and, Yusek and Yusek Fury. Fury. I'm not sure about that one. Mm, Fury right. wins the Battle of the Jab yeah. very easily yeah. in that one. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for downloading our Fight Night Extra. Remember, we're back every single Tuesday for more great content. And if you miss us, make sure you subscribe to Fight Night to catch up on all our other episodes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 